Tell us where we are today, because Brazil's on the brink. I think martial law is coming next week. I think that the violation by the Supreme Court, the Electoral Court, that subsidiary court, that is both run by Alexander Moraes, uh, they're not complying with the constitutionally endowed military audit of the election uh, via the machine. The source code in the machine, the physical machines, the source code, and the data, they have refused to give it in the military for the proper investigation. And that's the leverage point the military is going to utilize to say, that's against the law. You are acting unconstitutionally. You, the arbiters of the Constitution, are acting unconstitutionally. chicks we're your hosts leah and michelle that's like my favorite part of the whole show so for it to be continuously cut off it's just like it's breaking my heart so you could just I, i'm gonna have to figure out I'm sure people will be happy to come watch <laughs> i could have to figure out like a transition there like a like a still for a second until we, we come in be still and know that god is lord mm -hmm. in the midst of all of the chaos oh my gosh did you guys see our show on friday we're gonna cover world news today we've got a lot to bring you like a lot First world problem that society can become obsessed with Kanye West on Alex Jones. That yeah. rhymed a little. Did you see what I did there? Uh -huh. I didn't do it on purpose. But uh, so Friday he show, we covered rapper. that. In addition, though, this is a really big deal. Elon Musk's Twitter files dropped while we were going live we didn't get a chance to really cover it you were telling me afterwards you felt like it's kind of not really a nothing burger it's a it's a it's a burger it's a big old burger with some fries okay it really is a thing but it's we're still waiting there's more files to come out and i think that a lot more is going to be exposed it was kind of telling us what we knew exactly not, not a lot we were not we, a lot new uh, the new york post would like to see the actual emails where mm. Yuval Roth was their head of uh, Twitter health and safety, security, whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, he was under oath saying that the government came to them and said that there right. would be something involving Hunter Biden. That's and a the huge Russians. deal, though. I mean, we, we so already we knew like that. See, we would like to see that communication. We, we knew that, that we actually talked about that on our show. The difference is, and this is where it's it's that burger with fries, is that the rest of the world now knows. And things that were kept under wraps, you couldn't say that on Twitter before. And now you can. And so now everyone's talking about it, whereas it's not just the truthers anymore. You've got the people on the other side like, wait, I've, it kind of reminds me of that moment in Plymouth where the girl on the Mayflower 2 was like, well, I've never heard that about the printing press. I've never heard that their printing press was... You're supposed to be a historian. You've never heard it because it was kept from you. So all these people on the left that feel like they're so right and righteous, 
but I've never heard that before. Well, guess what? There's a reason because they were keeping it from you. And what does that make you? Hmm? Dun- All right. A dunce. A dunce. All right. So well, today uh, in world news, yeah. we're going to talk about Brazil, probably not on Facebook. Probably yes, on not. Facebook, probably not on Facebook. We, we might, we'll probably go in. Little we'll teaser probably there. show you what's you happening. We'll show you some videos there and then you we'll go. discuss it uh, at the end of the, the show. Thoughts. But I, I'm, I'm bringing you the China the clips today on, on Facebook. On the of the Y'all going to see what's going on in China Y'all today. Y'all going to see it uh, because last week. Are uh, we going to do that again? We're going to play this one. I, people, people, <laughs> people not see it. On Friday, there is a man who used a little Kung Fu to keep the little PCR guys away. Um, But that, you got to wait. You have to go through some of the harder videos first. No, seriously. We've just, we have just set something up for you to stick around, at least until that part of the show. You are not going to want to miss that. Last week, we covered the protests happening in China. That video went viral on Rumble, had a lot of views. Thank God, because people were searching that. Yes. Well... The empire has struck back. <laughs> oh, all right. So, but there will be a new hope. Um, the new hope was was last week, and and we'll have you know the return of the Jedi next. These week are or something definite Star Wars references. Yeah, here. the empire awesome. the empire has struck back, and <laughs> but the people are striking back. Yeah. So these internment camps that we keep seeing being uh, being built everywhere, Some <laughs> everywhere of them, in China. Yeah. Well, they didn't have. 80,000 people or 200,000 people in these internment camps yet. What are they for? They're for when the people begin to rise up. So um, China is arresting people who partake, who partake in the protests. Yeah. And they are checking your phone for videos of the protests. Oh my. And I'm guessing they're taking you to these internment camps. Now I do a video of one set on fire. So we have. How did it catch on fire? The, the 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 citizens are catching it on fire. We have an interesting story coming out of South Africa. Uh, South Africa, speaking of fires, is a dumpster fire. Hmm. Uh, after apartheid, obviously, I'm not going to be Kanye West. Is bad. Okay, racism bad. Racism is bad. Let me say that. And let me also say, black people can be racist, okay? Uh And so what we have now is not just racism in South Africa. We have satanic satanic, um, witchcraft racism to the point where white people are afraid to live in South Africa, especially if you uh, live on a farm. And people will... Uh, go and murder and rape and decapitate and this isn't just like a revenge this these are revenge killings this isn't just like hey i want to come and and steal or these are i want you to instill fear in you terrify you and the anc uh which is the um head party right now in south africa is openly racist and i say it is extremely racist Hmm. To not hold people uh, of of black heritage, of African heritage, to the same standards as you would other people. Oh, well, colonialism. Every person, every group of people, since the beginning of time, have had evil people 
Okay, every race has had evil people. Every race has been enslaved, including Caucasians. Lots okay. of them. Lots and lots of racism Caucasians. Racism cannot be solved with racism. And hatred cannot be solved with hatred. And that's what you see. What you're seeing in South Africa is a lack of God and a lack of loving kindness and holiness. So anyways, the uh, president there, uh, Rampuza, he is under investigation because it's called it's called Farmgate. They found um, about six hundred thousand dollars stuffed in a sofa. You know, I gotta tell you guys, stop putting money in sofas and mattresses. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the first place everybody checks. It's literally that's don't do that. That's just that's just idiocy. You deserve to have your money found if that's where you put it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I guess he's under investigation, saying that he stole four million. He says no, it was only five hundred eighty thousand. Mm. It's not a big deal. And he's not going to resign. He's been asked to resign. So we're going to cover that. In Kiev, just like the rest of Europe, mm. but specifically because energy has been cut due to bombings in, in Ukraine, the uh, Kiev's major, uh, mayor is urging residents to stock up on food and water as the temperatures start to dip there. And we're going to jump into that. And the UK is, has summoned uh, the Chinese ambassador because China beat and arrested a BBC journalist. We covered that last week. Lots of news. So I'm going to start actually with a story over here in Lebanon. So Lebanon is pushed in deeper into crisis. We've been covering Lebanon on and off. Talk about energy shortages. That's just another day mm -hmm. in Lebanon. They may have electricity once a month. Okay. Now this goes into terrorism and bad management and a lot of, of different things, just major corruption there in Lebanon. Lebanon was a thriving Christian country. In the Middle East, it's a new country, basically, to this to this century, uh, for the past 100 years. It was created uh, when parts of the Middle East were kind of divvied up there by France and, and Great Britain. But the Lebanese parliament on Thursday failed for the eighth consecutive time to elect a new president as the majority of lawmakers continue to oppose the options laid at the table. During the first round of voting Thursday, 111 votes were cast in the 128-seat parliament, with 52 lawmakers casting blank votes, while 37 voter voted in support of Michael um, Mawed, the son of the late president, Rene Mawed. Uh, the 37 votes cast for Mawed are a drop from last week's session. Some lawmakers even wrote in mock choices for their ballots with one vote for Brazil's socialist uh, Lula. We are definitely going to cover that, you know, in a little bit. Following the voting session, Parliament Speaker uh, Barry announced that a ninth attempt to elect the president would take place. Wow. The Lebanese presidency, which has been reserved for the country's cr uh, Christian uh, mayorate sect since, since the uh, National Pact of 1943, has remained empty since the end of uh, Michael Olun's term in September after six years in power. Hezbollah's loyalty to the resistance party, along with its allies in the Amal movement and the Free Patriotic movement, all oppose uh, Mawad's candidacy. Hezbollah's lawmakers specifically have maintained that their preferred candidate for presidency is a leader of the Marada movement. Uh, the pro-resistance bloc has been calling for dialogue to elect a consensual president among all the political sides. However, U.S. and Saudi-backed parties like the LF have opposed this. Christian political leader Samar Gaiga <laughs> said earlier this week that dialogue with Hezbollah and its allies is a waste of time. 
In response to this divisive stance, the PSP leader, uh, Waled Jumblat, called uh, Gaiga's remarks absurd and said that talking to all parties is necessary to elect a new president. According to Article 49 of the Lebanese Constitution, a presidential candidate is elected either by winning a two-thirds majority of parliament on the first ballot, ballot 86 members, uh, the same member required for a legal quorum, or by a single majority of 65 votes. So far, no candidate has been able to secure the support of enough lawmakers. Either in the first or subsequent rounds, former president Anouz Anouns Anouns no Anouns Aouns Aouns A O. You don't have to say it like that. You don't have to say no. You can just say. <laughs> These are difficult names. Aouns own election Aouns. in twenty sixteen. Could just be even Aouns. I like Aoun. Aouns. Aoun sounds better. Aoun sounds better. We're just gonna yeah. make people saying we're misnamed. <laughs> In 2016, uh, came after a more than two-year vacancy at the presidential palace. So they've got uh, the prolonged power vacuumed would only exas exasperate this uh, crazy situation happening in Lebanon, as Beirut is currently uh, unable to enact sweeping reforms demanded by international leaders as a condition of releasing billions of dollars in loans. At a forum organized on, in November, a U.S. Assistant, Assistant Secretary of State uh, for Near Eastern Affairs warned that the current situation in Lebanon could lead to a complete disintegration of the state and the collapse of its security forces. So, Lebanon, is it going down? We'll see. I'm just wondering, uh, is there nothing there that, that we need? Is the CIA not there? Mm. What's going on? You, I, you usually know, have a no. puppet. Like, what... That's US, an you go like what? So I feel bad for 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 Lebanon. There must be nothing there. You're not on the radar right now. You're not You're left to fend for yourself, and this it's is, just pure chaos. Yeah. There's no, you know, sweeping Westernized country like the United States to come in and tell you how you should be and what you should be and who should be in charge. You know, it's difficult when you're left to, to, to fend for yourself in a, it, for democracy. Yeah, I don't know. You don't have a CIA back candidate. I'm really, you know. Yeah. This is something you. you should work with, okay? Come on. Chop to it. Speaking of Lebanon, mm -hmm. we have a Lebanon here in Ohio. We were there last yeah, night. We were. We went to the 33rd annual horse and carriage fun. parade. It was. It's at night, so the filming is not that great, but Patriot Gallery put together the video that I took of it, mm. and she's uploaded it. So if you guys awesome. want to have a little good time, you can watch these amazing, like, six it was really horse fun. team it was beautiful. going down the street. Just it's amazingly stunning. You know, um, what I didn't get a chance to say on the video, and Patriot Gallery kind of came back and, and reprimanded me a little bit. I don't think I said this on the video. Because um, I was saying how, how much my mom loves horses, because she does. But it's because... God has spoken to her and to us that transportation via cars is, is really not God's best. And God's best is horses. God's best is go, getting back to that. When you see them, when you see them, it's, it's been the transportation of people since the beginning of time, right? Aside from camels and donkeys and, and in certain places, elephants. Okay. But, but God, so I said in the video, I said, Patriot Gallery is obsessed with horses. And she came back and she said, Michelle, Jesus is obsessed with horses. Look at Revelation. Right, we've got him coming on uh, and with the white yeah. horse and and all of that. And so, as you guys are watching it, allow yourself to be spoken to by the Lord on God's view of the way that the world. It's it's the. Can you imagine how, what kind of a, just for just? And then we're covering world news here, but this is really important. Can you just? I want you to take for yourself just for one second. Put yourself in the shoes of a lifestyle where, in order to go somewhere. You have to hitch up a team of horses or get on a horse and go somewhere. 
and see how much that ripple effect changes who you are in every single area of your life. This is an exercise I literally want you to do is close your eyes, put yourself in that lifestyle. It literally makes you a better human being oh, when does. you think about it, we like dealing with this giant animal and taking care of it and relying on it. And that relationship, when you get in a car, it's so cold. Yeah. It's not, this is, that is not God's best for society. So I did need to kind of fix that today okay. to kind of go to, to go into, listen, this is God's best. This is absolutely God's best. And it's something that, that God has literally downloaded. Patriot Gallery's like, I'm not obsessed with horses. It's just what God spoke to me. Yep. So there you go. Speaking Power of God. Speaking of uh, not God's best, let's go to China. I mean, if you can come up, bring up my clips here. We're going to start with three. We'll, we'll do a China martial arts guy last. So you're going to go over two, two, one okay. from that, one from that. Here we that go. One. All right. City of uh, Gangzhou. Uh, where uh, this is where uh, this author says, where I've been many times, the authorities ha uh, move in and arrest protesters. Now you know what those 500,000 uh, quarantine camps are for. Mm -hmm. They were never to protect the people, they were to punish the people. <laughs> So for our podcasters, you are seeing like an army of police in PPE, white PPE, behind clear plastic shields moving forward as, as a line of force. This is hilarious to me to see them in this, all this PPE. It's like they're getting smashed with some food. Basically, they're clearing this. They're trying to clear the streets. Right. This isn't going to do anything. Like having the police march the streets. What does it do? What do you, what do you think it accomplishes? A show of force um, or? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the red paper ribbon, the red paper in, in a ribbon like thing was for, but I'm sure it had to do with the protest. Lining the street. It looks like they've arrested people. Um, that's what we're looking at right now. Again, to see all of these police officers in PPE, it's like, are you seriously that news, afraid of COVID? No, you're not. That's exactly it. Like, they do look like stormtroopers. Legitimately. All right. Next one. Uh, you can go to the next one. The CCP has begun rounding up the citizen for camp, citizens for camps here. You can see just a bunch of people here. Are they really going to, oh the my gosh, they're, they camps. are literally being put in these quarantine camps, guys. And they've got bags of luggage. And again, you see all of these people in PPE, aka all the medical boots and everything. And then you've got everybody else not. These people are not infected. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. You wouldn't, you would not put all those people tightly together like that. If they no, were. this is so about control. This is terrifying. One after that. This is uh, Lanzhou. A quarantine camp has been set on fire. You know, when you see how quickly it dissolves. I mean, these are just. They don't even look like, I, from far away, they look like shipping containers. Shipping mm. containers are a very solid thing. Even. They are not, like, this is, these are very cheaply 
thrown together. Yeah. Oh, man. So the Chinese police dress in hazmat suit knocks on your door. They ask for your phone and starts to check that you have no foreign apps installed or use a VPN to circumvent China's uh, great firewall. They also check that you don't have any photos from protests. Wow. Turn the volume up here. They want to make sure you don't have a VPN on your phone, so you can you can't just you know circumvent their the IP address. Wow. You have to be quick. Delete quick. Look can you these. imagine we li we are living in a day and age where police in any country but are see, coming to check your but, cell phone? But you have to have a phone. Yeah, exactly. What if you just say, I don't have a phone? You Like, literally, in order to live in China, you have to have a cell phone. You have to. So here's what you do, right? You have that cell phone where you do all your stuff, and then you have a separate right. cell phone yeah. that you hide somewhere. Yeah. And then, like, does, like, remote blow-up. Wow. <laughs> so here we have in China... The Chinese <coughs> authorities have remotely switched these people's COVID digital QR wow. passports to yellow or red to stop them from leaving Gangzhou. They are now stuck in Gangzhou, unable to travel. This doesn't look like anything to us because we don't have this in existence, but this means everything to them they literally based on the 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 color code that they have on their phone mm -hmm. they can and cannot move and go anywhere mm -hmm. i mean can you imagine and that's where we'll they want to take okay. us so wait scroll down oh <laughs> that's okay i had more on that one. all right we can, i can go back to it let me switch here and i'll find it we'll go back well it's really not important Are you sure yeah that's fine okay. i just had um some i had jeremy hunt uh, on Chinese uh, ruthless uh, zero COVID policy, we had <laughs> the Chinese uh, policy is certainly a very attractive model. We can remember them. Klaus Schwab said uh, an attractive model to quite a, a number of countries. And Justin Trudeau says he had a level of admiration for China. And so that was, th those were some things underneath of, of that one. I have it right here. Okay. I'm so fast. Okay. So let's remember... Justin Trudeau, these people love China. They would love to be able to do these things. I think Justin was at the top. There we go. Admiration I actually have for China. Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility. Of, of There's a flexibility when you can be a dictator. Oh, my gosh. How is he still, like... That's a, that's what a Nazi says, by the way. They are the true Nazis. And then they get upset at Kanye West. Professor Schwab, what do you make of the result? Finally, they put something as a statement. And it seems quite positive with all the voices included. I think it's positive. It's uh, already positive through the fact that everybody agreed about the statement, which we haven't had the last years. Now, the base has been formed, but um, we have to go one step further. We have to have a strategic mood. We have to construct the world of tomorrow. It's a systemic transformation of the world. So we have to define how the world should look like, which we want to come out of this transformation period. 
I respect China's achievements, which are tremendous over the last uh, over 40 years. I think it's um, a role model for many countries. Okay. It is tremendous, the things that you can accomplish when you have tyranny and a dictator. Yeah. Here we have Jeremy Hunt uh, over here, a leader in the UK. Uh, I very much agree with uh, the central point in, in Gabriel's paper that we should be aiming for zero infection. Um, and elimination of the disease, because that is basically the approach taken in countries which have a SARS strategy as opposed to a, a flu strategy. And those are the countries okay. that have overwhelmed. Zero COVID, that's what he wants. Now, if you scroll down just a couple more, you'll see uh, this is the typical uh, COVID uh, checkpoint in China. There are guards there. You have to let the machine scan your QR code to verify your green pass. Oh, dear. Otherwise, you can't go anywhere. That's incredible to me. So um, Kimberly on Facebook says, will there be any survivors who set the fire back to the internment camp? There wasn't anyone there, thank God. I don't think that the protesters would have set it on fire if there was mm. people inside. Um, but she does say this, the red dragon has to go down in the name of Jesus. I totally agree. Patriot Gallery says, I muted. I refuse to listen to a psychological so sociopathic mass murderer. Ah. Don't blame your mom. So here we have, it's getting cold in China, yet people have to line up in the snow for their daily PCR test to get their QR code green. How many people will die from the flu this year from uh, from this COVID craziness? You're kidding. You don't got a choice. You don't have a choice. And these people don't have like winter boots. It's just cold and nasty. They don't care about you. It's China. You're a netizen. You're a you're an ant. For our podcasters again, we got a little kid playing in the snow. Yeah, two or three hundred people, just maybe even more than that, lined up in a a full blown winter storm. This little old lady, no gloves, waiting in line for something that is not only not necessary, but actually wrong. Okay, talk about wrong. Let me show you this next video. So hazmat wearing health officials in Hangzhou City are forcibly removing residents from their homes to detain them to quarantine camps. Oh, no. You need volume for this. Man. Go, go. Are you crazy? Don't push me. You're crazy, right? You're crazy, right? Go, okay? Hey, you guys, not because you're not being so violent, can you give us some time to say something? You guy, put the mask on. Give me room. Go, go. Wow. This is insane. This is wrong. This is evil. All right, this is at a Shanghai train station. People need to take a PCR test to get out. Otherwise, their QR code will automatically turn to yellow. They can't access the supermarkets, restaurants, hotels, or transport. Now we have, this is China's largest isolation camp under construction in the densely populated Gangzhou area. It has... 46,407 beds. No. 
Wait a minute. Give yourself a little volume. They got a little music. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. What is that music? That ma that makes it sound exciting. I don't know. Like that's not happy. That's like this is not a happy thing. What is the plan? What is the plan? What is the plan? You want to control people. What, what is going on here? Like, why do you need to move? Why? Do, listen, we all know that this is about control. Mm -hmm. Okay. So why are they doing this? Why are they putting what, you know, I said this last week, like it's China. If they don't want these people, they can just get rid of them. Like yeah. we know that they know how to do that. Yeah. So what's the plan of trying? They're already squished like sardines yeah. in the apartment complexes that yeah. they live in. Right. They're already so controlled that they can weld them in and lock them shut and fires can break out and people die and they can't get out. So they're already in that. They're already controlled. They already have the green pass and the red and the yellow and the codes and all of this stuff. What is the, why is it the step further other than, and I truly believe that this is the answer, the demoralization of being forced to be put into essentially jail, mm -hmm. I believe that this is seriously just a psycho, it's all psychological. It is a psychological strong arm that the Chinese people are getting too much of a taste for freedom. And they have to remind them of who is in control. If we say that you're going to be moved to these internment camps, you're going. Mm -hmm. You don't have a choice. We are the CCP. You get no say. You yeah. don't have any human rights, right? I think that that has to be the that has to be the answer. Because if they just wanted to get rid of the people, they would just do that. Yeah, they know how to do that effectively. Yeah, if you go to my Twitter profile real quick, um, I want to talk about this BBC journalist who was there last week in China and how he was arrested. So if you, I just retweeted these two. Okay. I want to, you can play those <clears throat> as I talk about this article here. So Edward Lawrence is a BBC reporter in China. He was arrested in Shanghai on Sunday while reporting on protests against the communist regime's zero COVID policy. Uh, a BBC statement said Lawrence was handcuffed, beaten, kicked, and held for a few hours before being released. Footage circulated online appeared to show Lawrence being tackled to the ground by a group of police and taken away. The crowd could be heard chanting, release the man. On B The BBC on Sunday said no official explanation or apology has been given beyond the claim by the officials who later, later release, released him that they had arrested him for his own good. In case he caught COVID from the crowd. Oh, for crying uh, The out Chinese loud. Foreign Ministry spokesman, um, Zhao Lingyang, uh, later rejected the BBC statement saying Lawrence didn't reveal his identity when being arrested and refused to cooperate with the police. On Tuesday, Zhao accused the British uh, public broadcaster of always distorting the truth, lambasting. You can go ahead and go ahead and play it a little bit. Contact the consulate now. Like, I'm British. Uh, on Tuesday, Zhao accused the British public broadcaster of always asserting the truth, lambasting broadcasters reporting on the pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong, human rights abuses in Xinjiang, and the zero-COVID policy in mainland China. The UK side must respect the facts, be prudent in what it says or does, and stop its practice of double standards, Zhao said. That was my that was Chinese good. accent. That was really there. good. My Mandarin's strong. 
Um, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lingyang uh, takes a question at the daily media briefing in Beijing on April 8th, 2020. Speaking to reporters at NATO foreign ministers uh, meeting in Bucharest, cleverly confirmed he uh, had, had summoned the Chinese ambassador. It is incredibly important that we protect media freedom. It is something very much at the heart of the UK's belief system and it is incredibly important that journalists can go about their business unmolested without fear of attack. Answering urgent questions in Parliament, uh, Rutley reiterated Cleverly's uh, earlier statement saying the arrest of Lawrence was deeply disturbing and wholly unacceptable. And journalists must be able to do their job without intimidation. I would think that this would cause a major row. Uh, BBC journalist is actually an arm of the state of the UK. Yeah. And so uh, you're arresting almost a diplomat right. in a way. <clears throat> yeah. And I would agree with that. The fact that the UK is just giving them a slap on the wrist and Chinese officials spit in their faces right back. It's really true. You always distort the truth. Oh my gosh. Talk about victim blaming. Oh man. No, okay. So true. You know, also. And um, then the UK does nothing because they can't do anything because we're owned by China, all of us. There's nothing you can do. Here's the thing you can go up against Russia. You're happy to go up against Russia because nothing comes from Russia that you would need except for natural gas, and you're working on ways around that. <laughs> okay? You don't need a thing from Russia. But everything you have from plastic cups to forks to party things to. Uh, medical equipment to uh, med medicine. Yeah. Everything you have goes through China. China's one belt, one road that and they're they, constructing. And they design it that way to make us dependent on them so that they can control us when it comes to... And they mock us all, all around yeah. the world. Oh, slap me on the wrist and then I'll punch you in the face. Oh, dear God. No, That's so exactly true. What they all right, do. so let me read uh, a couple of comments. Carolyn says that they confiscate all of their money when they take them to these internment camps. So that could definitely be um, another benefit for them to be able to, you know, for them to be taking these guys to the, the internment camps. Uh, Blues RN on Rumble says, <clears throat> optics, ladies, that's it. The world watches scare them, you know? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. That's so Sunak, Rishi Sunak said the golden era between China and the UK is over. But he, he didn't, he stopped short by saying that China was a threat or doing anything wrong. It's just, that this these are the words that these people play, okay? Because they know they have to keep things running. I have to tell you, um, Jacob Rees Mogg questioned the use of summoning Zhao. Uh, we have had an awful lot of calling in the Chinese ambassador. If robust pragmatism, pragmatism is to mean anything, should there not be clear consequences? Are we going to get serious on China? No, nobody's getting serious on China. Okay, no. Are we going to get serious on China? No. All right. Anne on DLive says, what can you expect from a country that harvests organs of living people? We all know what they do, even if the media will not admit it. Uh, Britt Baza says, Michelle, the reason the UK isn't doing anything is because the UK wants free trade deals with China. Uh, James says, I say we totally boycott this country. Um, and says, heck, the electric, they charge, uh, cars with needs the, uh, who needs the oil industry? Who are they kidding? Mm. Which needs the oil industry? All right. In well Kiev, said. Kiev, you guys have major power outages uh, all over the Ukraine. Uh, Kiev's mayor, mayor is warning residents that there's a real potential of a total blackout across the capital city of about 3 million people, a total blackout in winter of 3 million people. We're looking at some hard times. Uh, this is Ukraine braces for more expected Russian airstrikes on its national energy infrastructure. 
the temperature in apartments may not differ much from the outside temperature, said the mayor. Um, Klitschkov. <laughs> oh, that was pretty no, good. No. Yes. But there's no V in Klitschkov. there. There's no V in there. Klitschkov. No, it's Chiko. Yeah. Chiko. That's what I said. Chiko. You said V. Chiko. Mm, there's always a V. <laughs> Klitschko. V. Ah! You need a V. You need a V. It doesn't sound right. It can be co. I think it can be. Klitschko. Klitschko. Announced at the local security forum at a moment when temperatures had dipped below freezing or negative four degrees Celsius, 25 degrees Fahrenheit. I appeal to the people to have a supply of technical water. I'm sure what? technical water is. <laughs> Drinking water, durable food products, warm clothing, technical water, and drinking water. Hmm, interesting. Authorities have scrambled to set up, a, set up warming centers in various hard-hit cities across the country, also warning that some portions of the cities may have to evacuate if the energy crisis worsens. Despite utility crews scrambling, an estimated 40% of the entire national energy infrastructure remains degraded or destroyed. Klitschkov is uh, in his appeal told people that they must consider moving in with family or friends who have remained less impacted by the power cuts on the outskirts of Kiev. The Kremlin has meanwhile defended its strategy of targeting Ukrainian energy and structure as legitimate. According to the New York Times, as Ukrainian officials warned that Moscow was preparing to launch yet another wave of missile strikes aimed at destroying the nation's energy grid. Russia's foreign minister on Thursday defended Moscow's attacks, calling infrastructure a legitimate military target. Which one would you rather them target, human beings or energy? Mm. Uh, despite warnings by the United Nations that they could amount to war crimes, Sergei Lavrov, Russia's foreign minister, spoke at a news conference hours after the Ukrainian officials said that Russian attacks had disabled the power grid in the southern city of um, Kershaw, with, and six million people across the country were still without power after previous assaults. Drawing on familiar Kremlin themes, framing the Ukrainian war as a battle between the West, Mr. Lavrov said that Russia is hitting targets that are used to replenish Ukrainian forces with weapons provided by Western nations, and that the Ukrainian forces rely that the Ukrainian uh, forces rely on to operate. He did not elaborate. And then, of course, Secretary of State Blinken called it barbaric. Um, there's a a lot going on in Europe as far as energy goes, and we're kind of we're kind of in a wait and see because we have been talking about an energy crisis we've been talking about people suffering we've been talking about people hey what's going to happen and so it's still it's just the beginning of december we really don't know is germany going to go into blackout um what is this going to look like but if you do need to stay warm there are things you can do if you have candles candles actually help to keep your house warm but how many candles can you burn i mean all do you have enough candles to burn throughout the day well for all of winter i'm trying to give people tips okay so okay. then when your candles run out what's the next one <laughs> well i'm sure you can honestly there are always candles right really? there the, yes you can get can uh, I'm sure you can get candles. Okay. Then they, these people have an infinite supply of money. Is this? Well, yeah, actually. Yeah, they do. The people. I, the they government. should. They the should. The, the, the government's not handing if, out people to Ukraine. If we aren't helping people with the heat and candles, I don't know what we're sending money over for. Oligarchs. If you can't get some candles, right? There are, if you can get 
uh, the uh, the heat lamps. Now, here's the thing. Every time you're burning something inside, it's dangerous to so take caution. But what we've done in the past to keep warm is you can put sheets, sheets on your walls. You need insulation. So if you've got heat in your house and you want to keep it in there, you need insulation. Sheets, towels, blankets, put them over your windows, put them over your 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 walls even. Yeah. And huddle in in one room if you're going to stay warm and, and try to That stay is warm. the best uh, advice. You know, you don't need a huge heat source, especially your human bodies are a heat source. Um, we know this from experience. We've gone without electricity and we just huddled up in like it was really cold in the 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 innermost part of our apartment and my mom and Lee and I we lived in our dining room for a while um and it worked out really well actually it was one of the most peaceful times of our entire lives I would say but we we did we we had insulation so we had a small amount of heat your own candles if you can get get your hands on some wicks uh, on some wick which you can do with a string and some wax. wax if you can make some wick you can make these um what do you call them Sconces. Are they called? No, they're are they, not. They're not called sconces. They're, actually, they're little plastic things, or even out of foil that float on top of water, and you put a wick on uh, in it. You essentially you need a cross of a river, so the wick would go in the middle of where my fingers are, and it's it, uh, these were round, and you kind of create like a little dome, and it, there's like a little river of the oil. There's water, and then oil, and the oil gets to the center of that wick, and it just floats. We got the idea from. These discounted wedding, wedding things, they were clear plastic. We replicated some with, with foil. We re recreated the, the shape there. Um, they're meant to fo float in like a wine glass or with champagne oil. glass with oil and water and look really pretty and, and yada, yada, So yada. you have, we took a baking, uh, uh, a baking dish, glass baking dish filled with water, an inch, or, an inch and a half of oil. Then we put these little sconce things in there with wicks and then if you put a metal rack over top and foil on top of that you can cook hamburgers you can pop popcorn you can do a lot of stuff and so these are just tips for you guys floating weeding you know what i'm just looking this up i don't think that's right i think you just did candle if, if you there's floating candles though you're right it's i'm trying to all right, let's go. Let's move on. We'll we right. bring it up while I want you to bring up this video first. And when I do next story, you can bring it up. You'll find it. Okay. All right. So, and this is from the Iran State Affiliate Media. This is a video here. How do Jews in Donsk feel about many Ukrainian soldiers wearing Nazi affiliated symbols? Today, I spoke with Anya, a Donbass Jew. We are all shocked that European government supported them. So, as a from Donetsk, living in Donetsk, how do you feel about many Ukrainian soldiers wearing uh, Nazi insignia? Well, uh, some eight years ago or more, it seemed to me unbelievable. I, I never could imagine. I knew there were uh, people of uh, people who uh, still had. Uh, and supported such ideas but I never could believe that it, it could come into masses and of course uh, uh, it still seems like uh, the, the thing that should have never happened because our great grandfathers grandfathers fought against that in great patriotic war in the second world war and uh, it's the thing that 
uh, it, it is the thing that should have been eliminated forever. So it came to us gradually. Uh, first we were shocked, but uh, then uh, we realized that there were uh, those Azov, so-called, who uh, used Nazi symbols. But I was uh, shocked more not by this, but by, uh, again, when I, I was shocked that, uh, and we were all shocked that uh, there was a European government and uh, people in Europe uh, supported them and tried not to notice anything special and anything prohibited about this. Wow. You know, that it's, it's nice to actually get some, yeah, right there on the, on the ground opinion. There. Yeah, even if it's, you know, everything coming out, I don't trust anything coming out yeah. of of the Ukraine. All right, so when we were talking about China, all, all of this is going towards a digital smart ID that will ensure everybody is monitored from cradle to grave. And the European Union and America, they are watching what's happening in China very closely because what's happening with them, this, they, are the, they are a pilot for what the rest of the world wants to do. And I'm so glad that there are members in the EU parliament that are standing up. There's about four or five of them. Uh, Christian in uh, Romania, I believe. There's uh, the cool lady from Germany. Uh, but they've got like this, this cool pact of, um, I don't know, red pill patriots, freedom fighters. And we've, we share them on our show all the time. So I can't always remember their names. But let's play. Let's play. I know if there's Kristen Terez, the only one I remember. Uh, yeah. Clearly, we are witnessing right now the Chinification of Europe. Because we see what is happening in China right now with the social credit score, where the government is monitoring and uh, surveilling all the people from the beginning to end. Everything that they do, everything, everywhere where they walk, it's every, you know, they control everything and they, they, they watch everything. This is the example of a tyranny. When the government knows everything about you, where you go, what you eat, where you, where you enter, that's the tyrannical system. And we've seen the system being implemented right now under the leadership of Ursula von der Leyen, slowly but surely in the, in the, in the European Union. The green certificate was, was just the first step. There are a few more proposals right now under debate in the parliament. The European wallet ID, for example, the European social security card, all these things that are creating a system that will monitor, control, supervise, and condition the rights of all the European citizens. Just yesterday, before yesterday actually, on Monday, in the plenary, we had the Commissioner for Work. And he said, well, we need the social, European Social Security card number, pass, as he called it, certificate, to facilitate the freedom of movement. You know, we heard this before with the green certificate. So they use this is the same narrative. And I invite you guys as journalists to just watch what they say and what they do. Because there's a 180 degree difference from what they say and what they promise and what they are committing to in front of the plenary and what the end result is. When the green certificate was implemented, again, the commissioner said on record that this is to facilitate the freedom of movement. And that's it. Even in the case that someone does not have this green certificate, the regulation allows you to freely travel from one country to another. The problem is when you arrive in a certain country, you will have to follow certain medical restrictions, you know, like quarantine and others. So from what we was told back then in April and May, look where we are right now. 
So I'm glad that you asked this question, and I invite all the journalists from Europe and from the world to see what is happening here, because we should not allow this. We should not forget that the European Union was created in a total opposition of the Soviet Union. Oh, mm. wow. Mm. So good. You have you more have, that? I have a clip here, actually, with Jordan Peterson being interviewed by Rita uh, Panayi from Sky News Australia talking about these digital uh, IDs and will people go along with it? And Jordan Peterson says, says yes. Do you think what we did during COVID could usher in our version of a social credit system? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's and that high, will, highly probable. And that it will be accepted by many people because, again, that they won't even yearning notice. for safety. They, they won't notice even. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't believe how much people don't know these things. When I went to the UK, I talked to some people from the House of Lords. This is within the last six months. The most astute of the people sitting in the House of Lords had only become aware of the woke movement in the last 18 months. Oh yes, you, you just can't believe how much this is not on people's radar. Not someone like you can't believe that at all because it's on your radar all the time. That's not, you live in a world that's on the cutting edge of this sort of thing. It's like people have no idea. It's like, well, why not have a digital passport? I mean, you know, how convenient. It's like, fair enough, and you can understand that. Wouldn't it be nice if we could pay for everything with our phones? It's like, wouldn't it be nice if the central government who's woke-oriented and makes carbon dioxide remediation the priority, knows exactly what you spend on everything so they can target you tax-wise with precision. It's like, oh, didn't think about that. It's like, yeah, yeah, you sure didn't. And Oh, yes, it's highly probable it'll be a miracle if we, if we escape from that. You can see these signs of this everywhere. You know, when you go through airports now, there's a lot of automated barriers. You show your passports, like, well, these are automated barriers. What if you can't go through them? Well, that's the situation for many people in China. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to argue with the machine? Like, you just cannot imagine how screwed you are. There isn't, it's way worse than anything Kafka ever imagined. Because at least with Kafka, there was bureaucrats, faceless though they may have been, they were at least still human. Once the machines can lock you out, ho, 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 ho. You are in such trouble, and we're speeding towards that with, uh, with an immense lack of, of care. Mm. Hmm. Now, That's let's keep in mind, Jordan Peterson is Canadian. Yeah. And what's happening in Canada right now um, is actually different than what's happening in the United States. So we've got a Canadian talking to an Australian mm -hmm. in this interview. Mm -hmm. And for all intents and purposes, I would say that they are right for their respective countries. Thank God for the United States. I Because our states are, are, are independent. They really and truly are. We have our state constitutions and we have specific states about 10 of them here in the United States that will not allow these kinds of things to happen. Like, I truly believe that in the core of, of everything that's in me. And that is what's, what's going to, I think, stop this from spreading. Not only that, but the, but the, the power of God that is rising up across the world. Jordan Peterson, I can't speak um, to, uh, what's her name? Rita. Rita. I can't speak to Rita, but I know that Jordan Peterson, 
he, according to the, the teachings of Christ, he may call himself a Christian, but he does not call himself a Christian, but he does like the teachings of Christ. Um, but he's not a Christian. And when you're not, you don't have, you don't see into the spirit realm, the other side of what's actually happening. Well, what you're, what you're saying is he doesn't bring the hope aspect, but if he, if here's the thing, that's what's happening. It is. That's where we're speeding towards. Yes. And what he's saying is people need to wake up and right. some saved by fear. Yes. And then they can turn to wherever they need to go for hope. But if they're not even awake, awake to, to, to know problem. that the fire is happening, yeah. fire, 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 there is a fire, you know, like it's coming your way and Jesus is the firefighter and God is going to turn this around, but we are going to have to fight and we're going to have to wake people up. Yeah. Which is what we're doing. Why yes. do you want to share this video? Exactly. Why do you want to click like on it or give us a comment? Right. We have to spread this truth, you know, and I, and I say this every once in a while, but it, it bears repeating. I'm not sure of any other person besides um, Jonathan Turley that covers world news the way that we do from an independent podcaster standpoint. Like our Sunday show literally takes you all around the world. And Jordan Peterson is right. You and I really can't fathom people not knowing these things because we are so in this. I like how he said the cut, you're on the cutting edge. We're so in this, stay in it you have to and tell keep your telling your friends and telling everyone that, that you can share podcasts with them because what happens is they watch like, Oh, I like those people. It doesn't have to be our share your favorite podcast. I hope that we're your favorite, but, but continue. If it resonates with you, it's probably going to resonate with your friends because you're probably going to be friends with people that are like you. And so I think that it's important to to stop in the middle of the broadcast and go, okay, yes, there's this problem. Jordan Peterson is really good at, at identifying it. Here's one of the solutions is to just continue in the fight. And that fight is sh the share of information. If that was not the fight, they wouldn't be attacking it so hard. Yeah, exactly. We, we've seen people wake up. Most people, I would say, have come to realize that all the narrative, the COVID narrative see, most is people wrong. Define that though. Most people recognize that the jabs do not stop the spread. Okay, that part I think most they do. people have but recognized still getting that their the lockdowns were harmful. Even the people, even mainstream uh, media, economic people are like, "Oh my gosh, this has been devastating." Okay, nobody but they still feel like it was necessary. Like we did our Some, part. No, okay, so actually. What, when, when we're talking to people, normal people, mm -hmm. I do believe people are saying no, because so many okay. people have, so many people are saying no, get them back in schools. Even Dr. Fauci was like, I didn't tell kids not to go to school. So, well, okay. There's a difference between what you're saying and what I hear when you're saying it. What you're saying is these people have come to the conclusion that these were bad decisions, but they certainly have not awakened to the fact that it was purposefully done. It, it was, it was done on purpose and it was a bad decision. I would say that just by, you know, watching people on social media, I do think that there's, you know, there's even the mainstream media had to come out with an article that said, you know, we did some things because we didn't know what was going on and we found out this was the wrong path. Right. Okay. So let's have an amnesty. Mm -hmm. So I would say most people okay. have, have, have woken yeah. up to the, the way we cover COVID was wrong and now you can have a conversation with people because the mainstream media has allowed the gates to be open because there's too, the, uh, there, too the much facts evidence. Are, yeah, yeah. There's, it's overwhelming. So then they have to kind of take it and spin it. But I would say very few people by the 
by the fact that I don't see anybody wearing masks anymore, even in liberal areas, it shows me that they're like, eh, I probably didn't need to do that in the beginning. Okay. And it was, here's the thing. A lot of people had that gut, that gut check that said, even, um, watching Savannah's what's her name? She's like, I'm at the bus stop with my kid wearing a mask. Is this really necessary? She's not the only liberal who thought that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a lot of them are waking up like, yeah, but you know, we didn't know. It's not that it was, it was necessary. It's like what we didn't know. Mm -hmm. So my point is that, um, the more we share this information, the more we get it out there, yeah. the, the majority of people are going to see the truth. Yeah. That's really good. Because the facts play out. Yeah. And so I encourage you guys to keep talking about these things with your neighbors and your friends, even if they've, um, shunned you in the past, I guarantee you that you can have these conversations now. The facts are, the facts are pretty clear. The conversation that they're having in Canada right now, um, trying to just get rid of Canadians that they don't like. So Justin Trudeau says that he likes China, likes their basic dictatorship because the flexibility it gives you to just do whatever you want. And now they are, they're rolling out this assisted suicide for people who can't pay their rent because they can't work because their back is out. Stop it. Okay. And this one is, this one is really sad. So if you play well, this, I want well, you to, no, we'll get to the, I just, right off the bat, before we even get into this story, I want to set this premise and before we even talk about it, there are times where you are in so much pain even mental pain, but, uh, but I'm speaking specifically to physical pain, where you think to yourself, I just want to die. And since the beginning of time, we have all known that the job of people in that person's life is to go to them and say, I know this is so terrible, but hold on because life is worth living. You're going to get through this. And, oh, Michelle, what if they're not going to get through it? Those situations are so few and far between. Most people with back pain get some semblance throughout life to to have some sort of surgery they still struggle with but not to that you can be in he that didn't place want to die because he had back pain he couldn't work right because of his back pain so and I'm saying he this... couldn't pay his rent and he said if he's going to lose his place to live but, but he would want to live if he had a place to live and my point is Throughout history, we've always had this understanding that when someone feels like they don't want to live anymore, it's the job of all of society. That's why we have suicide hotlines, somebody on the phone to tell you no. Canada suicide hotline is, let me help you with that. Let me, exactly, exactly. Let me help so you with that. So let's, I just want to set that premise. Like, guys, let's keep in mind that all of society has always thought this is a good thing to walk someone through. Don't jump. Yeah. So Canada, there's a woman here in Canada who is a para-Olympian. She knows how to work with her disability. She was complaining that the uh, the lift for her stairs was taking too long. And when she complained, she was offered an aid to die no. when asking for the stair lift. Are you serious? Well, wouldn't you just rather die because stair lifts are expensive? For Christine Gautier, the fight to get a wheelchair lift in her home has been an uphill battle. I have to crawl down the stairs on my on my butt with the wheelchair in front of me to be able to access my, my house. While pleading her case to a Veterans Affairs case manager over the phone in 2019, she was told something that would leave her feeling shocked. If things are so 
art at this point and uh, you, you just can't keep going on and you, you know we can assist you with uh, egg to die and she's not the only one to my <laughs> that's the oh man i wish there was more to that clip wow holy I cow if there is more to that clip you know we can assist you with an aid to die if things are so bad could you imagine the heartlessness of the person on the other end of that phone line to say that to somebody to be okay with the training this is where i have to question God love Canada, and I know there are a lot of amazing Canadians there, but as a society, you guys are lacking in 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 that that strong relationship Here's with God. More if you're going to bring this up. This I mean, is this a longer is, clip, but let's watch some this more is, of this. This is the time where, as a godly society, Here's the most thing. people she would had, have a hard time saying She has a really words. nice house. Is she renting it? Can't, couldn't they, um, rather than pay for the stairlift, what's the stairlift cost versus helping her get to a one-story area? Yeah. Like, there's so many answers here. Not just, do you want to die? This is insane. That person on the other end should be questioned, and then if that is not no, policy, fired. they should be fired. But no. they need to find out if it's yeah. policy. If it's policy, then the whole system needs to come down, mm -hmm. which I think is <laughs> This Friday night, offensive offer. It's disgusting. Another case of civil servants suggesting medically assisted death to struggling military veterans. Thwarting threats to democracy. Ottawa's new plan to beef up Canada's fight. SCMP is investigating, but now a new case has come to light. Marnie Blunt has our top story tonight. For Christine Gautier, the fight to get a wheelchair lift in her home while pleading her case to a Veterans Affairs case manager over the phone in 2019, she was told something that would leave her feeling shocked. If things are so hard at this point and uh, you, you just can't keep going on and you, you know we can assist you with uh, aid to die. And she's not the only one. To my knowledge, at this time, there is one isolated case. That statement pivoting just two weeks later. Two subsequent cases with the same veteran service agent have been confirmed, bringing the total number of cases from the employee to four. It's unclear if the VAC worker involved in those cases is the same one Gautier spoke with. In July 2021, Gautier penned a letter to the Prime Minister stating, if you do not want to allow me to live with autonomy and dignity, put an end to my suffering and my days. But unfortunately, you will need to do it, as my convictions and my faith prevent me from doing so. In a press conference Friday, Justin Trudeau addressed the concerns over Veterans Affairs. I have uh, said repeatedly that this is absolutely unacceptable. You are an absolute uh, nincompoop. Fearful to reach out to the department to uh, reach out to a case manager to to reach out to the services that they're and benefits that they're entitled to. Let's be clear, MAID is not a VAC benefit. Wounded Warrior says they'd also like to see better training and education. Assisted suing, assisted suicide is not a veteran's benefit. For those providing care to veterans as a broader systemic change. But for these particular cases, they just want to get to the bottom of what happened and find out how many veterans were affected and how many case managers were offering a medically assisted death. Marnie Blunt, Global News, Ottawa.
medical uh, assisted death but it, you don't have to shut that down because i have a um an ad for you oh dear god so there is a major canadian retailer uh like an upper brand um that put out an an ad fine this is a promoting assisted suicide last breaths are sacred when I imagine my final days, I see bubbles. I see the ocean. I see music. Even now, as I seek help to end my life, there is still so much beauty. You just have to be brave enough to see it. Okay. That is creepy. Like, Oh my. If you scroll down, you can see uh, just like that's the men's section of that um, ad. Dear God. Men's section. Yeah. Yeah. Just absolutely crazy. Um, so the government in Canada now is set to pass six new bills. The government will control what you see on the internet, control what you can access on the internet, control what you can write on the internet, control all media, control all healthcare, and ban all guns. Wow. You know, and this, we've been talking about this for a, a while. The fact that it's, you know, finally coming to this officially is, that's, this is, this is exactly where you are at, Canada. This is from Carl Stack, Substack. He is Canadian. He says, I, if you don't care about Canadian politics, then at least use a cautionary tale. Learn from our mistakes so that you may be free. Justin Trudeau's government is currently in the middle of granting itself sweeping new powers that will be used to seize control of the internet. Uh, the media crushed dissent, control the population. If these six bills pass, and he says they will, Canadians will regret it for the rest of their short, miserable, emasculated lives. Mm. The government says that we need to pass Bill C-11 because the last reform of the Broadcasting Act was 1991 before online streaming service existed. The modern powers to control YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook, Facebook algorithms. Ostensibly, this is to, quote, prioritize Canadian content. The government wants to spoon feed you only wholesome Canadian content, just like they're doing in North Korea and China. Okay. Uh, YouTube itself warns that if B Bill C-11 is put into practice, this means that when viewers come to the YouTube homepage, they're served content that a Canadian government regulator has prioritized. Wow. Rather than the content that they are interested in, the government will tweak the algorithms to deprioritize un-Canadian content, anything that it doesn't approve of, uh, while prioritizing Canadian content like Canadian's Drag Race, which Justin Trudeau, if you scroll down, we didn't play this or, or show you this. You can just see the picture. So uh, Justin Trudeau went on uh, Canada's Drag Race in the workroom twerk room you can play a clip of that if you'd like just play what? there you go hi queens hi. i'm so sorry to interrupt i know it's a big day but seeing as we have the best queens from around the world we thought you deserved a proper welcome please help me welcome to the canada's drag race workroom the prime minister of canada justin trudeau <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to kiss? Do I have to kiss his ring? <laughs> I heard you had a summit, and I think I'm a little too late for yes. it, unfortunately. Oh, my God. We're actually just about to do makeover episode. Oh, that's a big <laughs> one. Queens, anybody want to take it on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is groundbreaking. The first ever world leader to visit a drag race set. Uh, listen, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm done. Woo! 
Walk Canada's Drag Race, an example of Canadian content that would be prioritized in this bill. The Catholic Civil Rights League is concerned that Bill C-11 will deprioritize the free speech of Catholics. In a free and democratic society, efforts to limit free speech must be opposed in favor of open communication, which includes opinions that the government might view as dissident. Uh, we support the dignity of the human person from Hang on, no, you don't support, support any dignity. I Michelle. just watched a clip. No, no, this is from the Catholics. Oh, okay. This Jeez. is from the Catholic Civil Rights League. All right. We support the dignity of the human person from conception until natural death and our opposition to abortion and euthanasia. We hope the broadcasters will allow such voices to be heard in a robust way rather than submit to the government dictate. Uh, and that gets to the root of the problem. The definition of Canadian content is so purposely broad that it's guaranteed to be abused by the bureaucrats at the Canadian Radio, Television, and Communications Commission, who are supposed to be impartial. But in reality, everyone knows they uh, gleefully take their marching orders from the Liberals. The CRTC cannot and will not defy orders from the federal government. So the CRTC will be granted sweeping new powers to censor whatever they want, and there are no guardrails. The Trudeau government is simply promising uh, the bureaucrats it won't use the full power handed them. Oh, just like with the truckers convoy and how you took people's money and you took their vehicles. Oh, my gosh. All right. So then we've got um, by declaring every piece of user generated audiovisual content, which would encompass the encompass the Instagram posts or YouTube videos of private individuals, even by children, a form of broadcasting subject to CRTC regulation. The state will gain the power to censor or remove the content. C11 could create the most authoritarian regulatory framework in any democracy stop. in the world. Full stop. OK, here's here's the and, and this is important. And I hope that Leah and I can continue especially as we go forward into what i'm calling the valley Man, of Anna. death okay you know one of my favorite songs um is hills and valleys by uh torrance uh what's his last name shoot terrence um oh my gosh anyway just look up hills and valleys god takes us through hills and valleys and yeah, but yay though i walk through the valley of death. death we are headed into a valley that's going to seem like death it is vital that as we talk about these things our job i believe resistance is a ministry it is not uh something we're not here to make money this is literally just a ministry for us to equip the saints that's you guys watching for the working of the ministry how are we going to stop this we can talk about it all day long and we will continue to talk about it and expose it because that's step one like we just talked about about 10 minutes ago step two is taking the power and the authority that god has given us and saying in lord of the ring fashion you shall not pass right this does not happen on our watch as the body of Christ. We are totally over-equipped to be able to take this down in the name of Jesus. We just have to do it. So step two is what you need to do in your own personal life is make sure that you are spending time with God, getting in his word, surrounding yourself by people who want to talk about the things that you're reading in his word, lifting yourself up, building yourself up in your yes. most holy faith, yes. iron sharpening iron. And then step three is to go into practice, get in your prayer closet, get with other people, our best friend calls her one of her best friends every single morning on her way to on their way to work and they pray. 
okay? That's what we need to be doing. When Lee and I are taking dog walks, we stop to, and we pray in the middle of the day, throughout the day. We say to these mountains, be removed and cast in the sea. So we do not have to just accept this or wait for legislation to do what, what God has already said should not happen or should happen. Right. So that's what we need to be doing throughout these broadcasts. And I'm sorry that we haven't done it as much as we probably should. Moving forward, I can guarantee you, as the darker days come upon us, and I don't just mean winter, I do mean that we are headed into dark days. It is vital that we shine the light of Christ all the more. And how Absolutely. do we do that? It starts with, you can't share something that you don't have. Right. You right. need to get in your word, get in the Bible. Listen, the play Bible. the audio Bible while you're sleeping. I do it every single night, but that's not enough. You have to actually get and read it yourself. Start journaling, start praying, start writing things down, words of wisdom that God has given you. Find some place where you can get baptized in the Holy Ghost or just ask God to baptize you in the Holy Ghost. That's what we need to be doing yeah. in order to combat this actual evil. Now, before I toss the show back to Leah here, this is really important. We've gotten our first little, I don't know what this little money thing is on Rumble. I didn't even know that it existed. But the Freedom pa Freedom Patriot Network, who's been one of our uh, best supporters, especially recently, just with comments and sharing and encouragement, it's their birthday today. Aww. 43rd birthday, just young little pup there. Happy birthday to the Freedom Patriot Network. You can actually go to their channel. They stream the Reawaken Tours. Okay. So Freedom Patriot Network on Rumble. Happy, happy birthday to you. And I just pray that God bless you this year. You can give money on Rumble? I didn't know you could give money on Rumble. I had no idea. I, I guess I ignored I that even... little money bag there. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that donation. It says, we love you, Resistance Chicks. We love you too. And happy birthday. May this be the blessed year, most blessed year that you have ever had in your 44th, 43rd year. Happy there. birthday. Uh, Patriot Gallery says, in dark alleys, mom, you're on all caps. You need to bring it back because I don't think she knows it because the I is, is lowercase. <laughs> um, in dark alleys, behind thick wooden doors with a peep window, you need permission to go in. And uh, with no windows, I think there's more to what she was going to say there. So I'm going to leave that there. But uh, Wicked Psych says, a lot of times the people who work those jobs are reading a script or policy. I would ask who wrote it. Yeah. Torin Wells, thank you, Wesley, is the, the Hills and Valley artist there. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to go to that because that was yeah, really cool. Awesome. I, we've never had anybody do that on there. Cool. So happy birthday to you, Freedom Patriot Network. All right. So Bill C-18, Online News Act. We are going to get to Brazil here, here shortly. Um, so we gotta we have to speed up. All right, as for the text of the bill, the purpose of the Online News Act is to regulate digital news intermediaries with a view to, of, to enhancing fairness in the Canadian digital news marketplace and contributing to its sustainability, including the sustainability of independent local news businesses. What does that mean in practice? Just like the result of Bill C-11 is sweeping new powers for the CRTC to control the internet, the result of Bill C-18 is sweeping new powers for the CRTC to control the media. For starters, the bill would make the CRTC responsible for determining who is a journalist. Rebel News, be gone with you. Uh, this will be abused to gatekeep the little guy, liberal member of parliament, Lisa uh, Hef Hef Hefner, who spent her career as a journalist, made it clear last week that she doesn't consider a couple hundred online news organizations as news since they publish opinions, as if the CBDC, the, the Canadian Broadcasting Network, doesn't just post opinions, which gets to the rest of this bill. It's a handout to the oligarchy that already controls Canadian media. You're, this is literally Chinese censored media. I'm going to get to a few more of these things. That's uh, Bill C-11. Uh, All right, Bill C-21. The largest gun ban in Canadian history. Y'all have bears and wild animals. And listen, 
Canada's a big, big, big country. And a lot of you guys live in rural areas. And it's hilarious to me that um, you guys would go along with the gun ban. You need them. This bill was initially pitched as a way to, quote, freeze the sale of Canadian handguns. And then the government pulled a bait and switch at the 11th hour, introducing an amendment to ban any firearm that is a rifle or a shotgun that is capable of discharging center fire ammunition in a semi-automatic manner. And that is designed to accept a detachable cartridge magazine with the capacity more than five carriages of the type for which the firearm was originally designed. Five bullets. That's it. Five. Five with no detachable one, which means, you know what? It's pretty simple. You have to reload manually after five. All right? This is crazy. Uh, he said, after publishing, received this note. You might want to amend the section on firearms where it says this effectively bans legal firearm ownership altogether. Rifles and shotguns won't exist in Canada. This is not true. Since the amendment referenced only impacts semi-autos, which are also center fire, not uh, 22 rim fire. Generally speaking, it doesn't impact most bolt actions, pump actions, lever actions, or brake actions. There are a few shotguns or rifle which aren't semi-auto that are banned to bore diameter or joules of muzzle energy. Not very many. Um, the criticism about this amendment introduced at committee is 100% valid, but it's banning any sort of, um, you know, you can't, like, detachable cartridges. You have to manually load in. Any and why do rifle. they focus on those ones, by the way? All right. They focus MP, on that because right. that would be like here in the United States. We have to be able to have a, a um, to, to a go ready against militia. Our, thank you. Equal to what our military has. Now, the, Joe Biden comes out and says, well, you're not going to have these tanks. And so what's the point? That's not it, Joe. Okay. That's not it. The point is that we should all be able but to have. But here's the thing. The majority of Canada's 2.2 million licensed firearm owners will now be criminalized. Exactly. That's a good Every point. gun has a detachable cartridge. We don't, most people don't have, uh, you know, five bullets. I mean, like, this is a whole new, this is banning all guns, basically. It is banning all guns. Well, most I people have a, don't have, you know, the, what do you, um, the. A revolver. A revolver with a five, five Actually, bullets. a lot of people have a revolver, but I get what you're saying. The, the, most people don't. The point is, I, you're talking about most gun owners. Yeah, I think most, that most gunner, gun owners probably have multiple guns. You know, most guns are not five bullet rifles or five bullet five um, round. You can tell Lee and I handle firearms quite often um, and know what we're talking about. But the, I, my my brain is going blank right now. We actually do um, somewhat, but we not, don't use the handheld. We don't use it. We don't. That's the point. Most people don't use, most people don't use, it's, um, what do they call, what did you say it was again? A revolver. A revolver. Most people don't use revolvers, okay? Most people use, uh, nine millimeters. Most people use the, the two, two, the, the, if they use two, two, three, it's in a detachable thing. Cause if you're going to go shoot bullets, nobody wants to sit there and be like, oh, let me load these five again. Okay. Into my gun. Okay, if you're practicing, you've got to have a lot cartridges. of women that own firearms that want just like a really small gun that just has that literally just has like a small revolver. I think a lot of women probably carry a very small carry a small revolver. A okay, lot of women don't feel comfortable a with a semi-automatic weapon. The majority of guns aren't small revolvers. The majority of guns are detachable cartridges uh, of, 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 of any type, sort. whether it's a yeah. rifle or a handgun. Yeah, especially if you're going to go practice shooting. Right? 
Yeah, somebody somebody might have a revolver, but very it's not the majority of gun owners, or majority of guns is what I'm trying to say. If you go to a gun shop, it's not, oh, look at all these revolvers. Okay, it's look at all these rifles. Look at all these. And we're know, talking about revolvers, but also with a lot of rifles, they are the the you know the lever action. Like they don't have. But they're not the majority, is what I'm saying. Most people want if you're going to go shooting, everybody wants to shoot with cartridges that you can pop in and out with at least ten to fifteen. I'm just saying, effectively, this is a. What's the word that I want? Not demasculating, but a neutering of firearms in Canada. Yeah. To, to say, well, but you're still a dog, right? But, well, but you're neutered. So there's nothing you can do. I would say it's taken um, off a leg, too. Two yeah. legs. Yeah. Okay. And compared For to anybody to come out at. and say, yeah, but we can still have, because I know in the UK, Barry, you're in the chat all the time. You're always telling me, Michelle, firearms aren't illegal in the UK, even though that's one of the things that we say on our show all the time. And you're right. People hunt in the UK all the time. It's just that you don't have the capacities that we have here in the United States so, that they're also trying to get rid of. This is it's this is from the article. It's especially misguided to punish hunters and rural voters for urban handgun crime because Trudeau just eliminated several mandatory minimum sentences for smuggling hand, handguns. The mandatory minimum for both gun smuggling and selling illegal guns was three years. But the prime ministers think there should be none because, wait for it, black peoples are the ones doing the smuggling. Okay, this is not about gun crime. This is about getting the guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens. That's what this is about. That's exactly what it's All about. of it. Yeah. They they don't mind if you have them in the inner city. They don't mind if you smuggle them in. They don't mind if the criminals have them. That's the point. All right, Bill C26 regulating cybersecurity. This bill allows the government to shut off the internet for anyone for any reason. The government can, quote, direct a telecommunications service provider to do anything or refrain from doing anything and to suspend providing a specific, specified period for any of any service for any specified person. That's just sweeping. That's everything. I'm sure there's they won't no use limits. this to cut off the Internet the next time there's a, sweet, uh, a freedom convoy. And then, of course, with this, there's increased surveillance, termination of essential services, uh, undermining privacy. And then we have Bill C-36, regulating hate speech. The liberals have been trying to pass this bill for several years, and it temporarily died in 2021. But reintroducing it is top priority for Justin Trudeau. Not only do they want to uh, pretty much own YouTube, Instagram, all your posts, make sure that they're just Canadian. But if you happen to slip by, okay, they've got something for that, too. They have repeatedly promised to re reintroduce the anti-hate bill as soon as possible. Uh, and in that, it says, federal censors will target hurtful words against politicians. Regulations for online platforms are needed, they say. It means that Canadians can uh, take a citizen to court if they feel like they might post something hateful on, con on, on, on online. You can and will be sued if you might post something hateful. Imagine The draft having bill says... Go ahead. And any person with the attorney general's consent lay an information before the provincial court judge if the person fears on reasonable grounds that another person will commit an offense under Section 318, pushing for genocide, or Section 319, inciting or promoting hate. This goes back to the clip of Justin Trudeau that we played earlier in the show where he praised China and their dictatorship, allowing them to have, quote unquote, flexibility to do whatever they wanted when it came to COVID policy. 
Okay. So imagine being these people here, Leah, these, these people like a Justin Trudeau in a westernized country going like behind closed doors, having these conversations like, but wait a minute, China does it and North Korea does it. Like, what if we just became dictators? Like, why can't we do that? Why can't we make the laws so that we can do whatever we want? And you can see that they're having these conversations and then they execute it. And I Get love this. what Caroline here on uh, Facebook says, just says China. Exactly. China. Hatred. How will hatred be defined? Hatred would be defined as the emotion that involves detest the detestation or vilification. And that is stronger <laughs> than dislike or disdain. Meaning your tweets or your blog posts will need to avoid causing any emotion stronger than dislike or disdain. Forget about tweeting anything that isn't woke ever again. Oh, and don't forget, since Bill C-16 passed last year, calling someone the wrong gender pronoun in Canada is considered hate speech. So oh, good dear. luck keeping track of everyone's pronouns. So last week, you'd get removed from uh, this platform for calling Demi Lovato a she. This week, you'll be removed if you don't. So she goes back, uh, she's using her, she pronouns again, she, her pronouns again. If you aren't able to keep up with the latest pronoun trend, the person whose pronouns you forget, heck, you might not even know their pronouns. They can take you to court, steal up to $20,000 from you, and uh, it's a straight transfer from them to you. This will incentivize ca Canadians to spy on each other and will incentivize trolls to make a living out of provoking hate speech and then suing. $20,000. Oh my gosh. A, a British Columbia restaurant worker awarded $30,000 in aftermath in an aftermath wow. over a pronoun dispute last year. Whoa. All right. Now, if that's not up here, we've got the Bill C-36 in British Columbia. The first five bills were federal laws. This one's a provincial law. I'm not going to uh, relitigate uh, whether or not the mRNA vaccines are safe or effective. It will permit the health minister to impose a COVID vaccine as a condition of licensing on all health practitioners in the province. That means psychiatrists, dentists, chiropractors, podiatrists, optometrists, naturopaths will lose their license if they aren't up to date with their latest booster. Wow. This is all very crazy. It's all very sad. And I think this is time. Michelle, I know that you went on some really good rants on how we bring the power of God but even if you don't have the power of God, there might be a way. No, there is definitely a way. So I would like for you to play here the man, the legend, here in China using martial arts to, to stop to stop. This for our podcasters, you've got a, a guy probably about 60 years old, uh, got PPE, people with PPE are coming at him, and he just goes Jason Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I like how a couple of times it looks like he's going to lose his balance mm -mm. because I don't know how long ago it's been since he did that yeah. stuff, but he, he just runs with it. Like, no, I am. And he's like, Mr. Miyagi, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, and he, when you don't have any weapons, you become the weapon. Yeah, that's true. I am the weapon. I know when you just got to be the weapon. All right. So 
Uh, talking about people fighting back, let's go to the Netherlands. So, uh, in the Netherlands, the Dutch farmers have started protesting again and were immediately hunted down and disbanded by the police and riot squads. This is what liberal democracy looks like under Prime Minister. Yeah, that's fine. You can. Okay, so disturbing video out of the Netherlands shows the government's accelerating authoritarian tactics leveled against Dutch farmers protesting the nation's Great Reset initiative. Look at these farmers. These are people whose farms are getting ready to be stolen from them. Stolen. Their livelihood. Their family's livelihood. Their family's. Um, this is this. A lot of these go back for a generation. They want to take up to three thousand generational farms. Video going viral on social media shows the Netherlands police using heavy machinery to tip over tractors with farmers still inside them as police with riot shields look on. In a scene comparable to Communist China's oppressive crackdowns, the same incident also shows Dutch authorities grabbing peaceful protesters and dragging them into unmarked black vans. The Dutch farmers have for months been leveraging their tractors and equipment to protest the country's climate policies that include shutting down thousands of farms to reduce nitrogen emissions and livestock quotas in the name of fighting climate change. Uh, Prime Minister Root has praised World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab and his re Great Reset agenda, but tried denying his connection to the globalist organization after being called out as a, by a fellow member of parliament. Yeah. Wow. This is absolutely crazy. Definitely um, wrong and out out of order. You are out of order. The police is a tracker on it. Uh, it uh, omkeeper. There it goes. Just is a uh, police tracker. The man gaat uh, for the Volvo staan. This is a, another angle of that right. scene that we just watched. And then it just takes them and puts them in unmarked black vans. So for again for our podcast listeners, you've got um, a guy in a tractor passing a whole line of tractors mm -hmm. driving down the road. That's this, awesome. Yeah, and then you have other people joining here. Dutch citizens. Our geliefde Rutte. Brussel. Dus voor tijd om daar eindelijk een aan te maken. Kimberly on Facebook says unjust and unlawful are the words that constantly come. Vandaag belooft een mooie dag te worden. We komen nog heel veel live, dus uh, blijf ons volgen thing happening. We all know this is part of the Great Reset. And in addition to being part of the Great Reset, let us, uh, Michelle, do you have some ads you want to do for people? Because we've got about 10 or 15 minutes left in our show. Then we have to get going. But the biggest part that I want to show you guys today is Brazil. And they could be headed into martial law. It is possible that their military will take so they're in their 36th consecutive day of protest. It's absolutely beautiful. They know it's corrupt. They know that the, the election was stolen. Lula is a convicted criminal. And the judiciary had to actually waive the Constitution to allow him even to uh, run. Okay, this whole thing is corrupt. It smells to, to, to 
It smells like sewage, okay? And I want to start here with this video from Matthew Tierman, an amazing journalist who's been covering Brazil, who says that uh, Brazil is days away from probably instituting martial law where the military is actually going to take over looking at this election to see what went haywire. Uh, a total mess with the machines. That's why oh, people were chanting. Right, and you boss Matthew, <clears throat> we have a situation in Brazil and uh, it almost boggles the mind. You think you're listening to a, a, almost a science fiction movie, but you see, you're seeing what's going on in Maricopa County, and it's a fiasco. Uh, you've seen what these guys are putting forward in Delaware County, right? And you can see the evidence, and believe it or not, believe it, you're for free. Then you see what's happening in Brazil, which they've gone to the next level. There, they did away with all paper, and they went purely to the machines. And tell us where we are today, because Brazil's on the brink. Am I, am I incorrect in saying that the Brazil's on the brink right now? I think martial law is coming next week. I think that the violation by the Supreme Court and the Electoral Court, that subsidiary court that is both run by Alexander de Moraes, uh, they're not complying with the constitutionally endowed military audit of the election uh, via the machine, the source code in the machines, the physical machines, the source code and the data they have refused to give it in to the military for the proper investigation. And that's the leverage point the military is going to utilize to say that's against the law. You are acting unconstitutionally. You, the arbiters of the Constitution, are acting unconstitutionally. Everybody knows that there's uh, a total mess with the machines. That's why people were chanting. You and I talked about it a year ago. Protests and rallies in the streets of the cities saying, give us paper ballots, give us auditable ballots. Jair Bolsonaro, as a congressman, spearhead, spearheaded legislation, what we would call lead sponsored uh, in their lower house, a printers in the polling sites to print out a paper ballot that gets in a box alongside the digital. And Dilma Rousseff, she was president at the time, vetoed it went back to the lower house and they overrode the veto which never happens given the size of supermajority required to override a veto and then the supreme court threw out the legislation citing privacy grounds first of when would a socialist ever not spend money dilma said the printers are too expensive yeah right everybody knows that this fix has been in and coming we all know in latin america the voting machine system that came out of venezuela in 2000 that was used in Brazil in 2016. That source code, I, I assert, is still being used, uh, being machined and engineered out of the election overseers that are all tied to Lula, that are all via the electoral court that is filled with the Lula Dilma Temer appointees, political appointees. Uh, so, yeah, Brazil is they're about they believe that they are done. They even pushed up the certification, as we talked about the other day. This got validated yesterday. They pushed up the December 19th certification date to December 12th. And that's why I think the military is going to act next week. They're not going to accept this. They are going to demand to see them. And if they have to use force, so be it. That is their constitutional role. They're the military. They're not uh, candy stripers in a hospital. They are endowed with force for a reason. And Article 142 allows them to adjudicate these separated power disputes. And the judiciary is where the dispute is emanating from. The judiciary is not doing their job. They are not being the arbiter of constitutionality. They're trying to an election. How did we get into a situation in Brazil, an advanced nation, where we're arguing, uh, they're even talking about martial law? 
because we're arguing about source code and data, given all the problems that have existed in, in other countries and in the United States about this central topic? H how could we be in a situation where it's on it's on the, the, the edge of potential martial law because of source code and data, sir? I think it goes back to the Sao Paulo Forum. How is Latin America? You know, I was thinking about this today. You and I have talked about the Sao Paulo Forum ad infinitum, even ad nauseum. Why was it founded in 1990? Well, the great uh, deliverer of Marxist revolutions and the securer, the, the stimulator, the sponsor was the Soviet Union all through the 20th century. In 1989 to 1990, the Soviet Union fell and the Sao Paulo Forum was formed by Lula and Fidel Castro. Fidel and Cuba was the bulwark. That was their breeding ground. Lula is the guy they elected president, quote unquote. For Latin American Marxism, they've been trying to inject it with varying levels of success from the 60s and 70s on. We saw what happened in Chile and Argentina, and you'd have the radical Marxist movement, then you'd have a radical reactionary movement in response. We saw, obviously, Pinochet. We saw some of the things that go on in the violent opposition to the Marxist takeover, and it was ugly. But the Sao Paulo Forum, chartered in 1990 when the Soviet Union fell, did a great job. They took the best lessons of Gramsci and Marcuse and the culture war issues to inculcate and indoctrinate in the youth, and they put in people all over Latin America. We've gone through the list, Chavez and Maduro, and Morales in Bolivia, now Petro in Colombia and Boric in Chile, and they claim they say this openly. The Lula people say this openly. Their big mistake when Lula and Dilma ran the government for almost 15 years was we didn't gut the military. They won't make that mistake twice. Mm. So, you know, it's very interesting when they were talking to Trump about, you know, use the military, use the military. We don't actually have the same constitutional setup. Uh, here's some protests happening uh, that they actually do in Brazil. The, the the military can adjudicate uh, an election if it looks like things ha went sideways. There are, there is no way with these with this number of people out in the streets that Lula actually won legitimately. So there's truck drivers in Brazil uh, began the Great Reset resistance on what's going now for over 30 days. Uh, there are lots of memes going. This is a good one from Great Reese here that we were going to play last week. The people of Brazil are united together in protest against the globalist Great Reset. In 2017, Luiz Lula was convicted on charges of corruption and money laundering and sentenced to nine years in prison. In April of last year, he was released by the Brazilian Supreme Court to run against Bolsonaro. He is supported by the World Economic Forum. Translating. Lula was not elected. Lula stole my vote, stole from my people. We will not create war. We will not spill blood. We will fight with peace, this son of a Alexandre de Moraes, because he stole our votes and gave them to another criminal, Lula. They reversed his sentence in order to win, criminally, by stealing and diverting our votes. 
This was dishonesty, shadiness, criminal. In my country, there is no place for them. End translation. Alexandre de Moraes is the minister of the Supreme Court of Brazil, who just ordered the banks to block the accounts of anyone supporting the historic protest. You know, based on these numbers, it's like literally no one voted for Lula, you know. Exactly. Exactly. No one voted for him. This is this is the craziness that, you know, even more so than Donald Trump, these the, the people are out in the streets uh, protesting the um, the insanity that is um, the Brazil election. And I'm, I'm really I'm really proud of them, actually, for going out there and and doing what they need to do. And I am praying for Brazil. I'm definitely praying for Brazil. So then you've got, I'm not exactly sure what this one is because I don't read Spanish. Okay, let's do, all right. Uh, here we have some, some of the truckers here. I want to go to, back to Matthew Tierman. Oh, here's an interesting clip from Bernie Sanders. Listen to this. Why did the Biden administration send the CIA to Brazil? Biden administration, before we talk about the relationships uh, with progressive governments, they have, and I think in an unusual way, uh, you know, sent the CIA and sent the Secretary of Defense down to Brazil yeah. uh, over the last several months to make it clear uh, that they did not want to see a rigged election or a coup. Biden administration, before we talk uh -huh. about the relationships. Mm -hmm. Wow. They didn't so want to see a rigged election. Why would they see a rigged election? Why would they do that? All right, here's a very interesting clip. So, let me, let me um, do this one. Go ahead. Okay. Keep talking. All right, here we have. Let me bring it back here. A this chief. is one of the yeah. The chief Ronnie declares that um, Alex uh, De Moraes is not a god. Comments on foreign interference and interest in Brazilian politics condemns the elections and calls for the people to unite against the international and internal political system. É o cacique Rony Parisi. Em nome dessas pessoas, venho aqui trazer o sentimento verdadeiro que elas estão sentindo no coração, feeling in the heart and the skin and the soul these 30 days that we are here in Brazil with many adversities, many that thank you that nature offers also adversities. That says adversities, okay. That are being committed by egghead minister that is nothing more than, oh man, this is going so fast, uh, international corrupt system that is increasingly entering our political system. All of you as senators and federal congressmen, all authorities, and we Brazilians have an obligation not to let it happen. We are here wasting time because of the person who calls himself a god, who is Alexander de Moraes, and that a multitude of Brazilians and a multitude of Brazilians who are out here and were elected don't have the courage to face a single person. Is he holy? So what is he? So there has to be more action by our representatives. And today the Brazilian people are united to put an end 
to this corrupt system that for years have been rooted and is being plastered. We have to be aware of the greatness of the political vision that to no longer elect corrupt people, people who have no dignity and moving forward, the Brazilian people will now start to walk and take care of their own legislation and take care of their own country. And finally, tell you, Senate, are you going to act? Or we'll stay all afternoon talking about how rich the conversation was, but we have now to talk less and start acting. If you, Senate, and every system of authority fails to act, to the Brazilian people until today made movements, mobilization, and manifestation peacefully and in an orderly way, walking between the four lines of the Constitution. But all this has limits. No one can stand 30 days listening to fake news and a lot of things that have to be resolved. Everyone was waiting for the result of the army election. There was a bucket of cold water and we once again in this public hearing, so much talk. Where is it? Today we should have the authority to impose it, that this Senate has to do this and go to action. Or our president, uh, Bolsonaro, what else are we waiting for? Everyone already knows. It is clear that our elections were rigged. If they weren't, they had already... They would have already opened the source code and handed it over to the authorities. And presenting the results to the population. Wow. Oh, that's really powerful. So this is absolutely just hilarious to see these indigenous Brazilian chiefs Talking about source code. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. Okay, so they've got to have some sort of cell phones in their village. Okay. Are we, am I scrolling down here? Um, yeah, but just to see, just some more. Um, they can't see this yet. Okay. Well, wait. You can't, can't read it, it, but they can they just see it. They can't see it. Okay. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You wanted me to reduce us from the corner. Yeah. If we do that, then I have to, from the main page, watch. I'm teaching okay. you something. Guys, I'm teaching Leah something. Go like this. Boom. Okay. And that's how you go in and out instead of the screen share. So, mm -hmm. um, okay. Here we go. So, uh, these indigenous uh, chiefs, they know that Bolsonaro won the election. They literally brought this old style communist out from uh, prison yeah. to run for this election. And I just wanted to see if you guys you could bring that down. All right. So, this is where we're at in Brazil. Um, we will see where this goes, but I'm very excited for the people of Brazil that they are standing up. Keep standing up. We are with you guys. Um, and very interestingly enough, Elon Musk tweeted out that he's afraid that Twitter did, uh, interfere in the Brazilian election. Whoa. Wow. I mean, he already admitted that Twitter interfered in our elections here in the yeah. U.S., but to uh, admit that he that they interfered in the... Now, if Twitter did it... Musk says Twitter personnel may have interfered with Brazil's election to help left-wing candidates. But was it just Twitter, or do we then have the arm of the U.S. government asking Twitter to do things? I don't think they needed to be asked to do that. That's true. Um, he says, I've seen a lot of concerning tweets about the recent Brazil election. If those tweets are accurate, it's possible that Twitter personnel gave preference to left-wing candidate. The post suggests that Twitter employees may, ha may, be in may have been involved in influencing the recent election that was declared by the Brazilian Supreme Court as a narrow victory for socialist uh, Lula. And uh, supposedly he, he, he tipped the scales on, on winning that. And in late November, after previously acknowledging defeat, Bolsonaro claimed that an audit performed by his coalition showed signs of malfunction that his team believes affected some 280,000 voting machines. 
The result would swing to 51% for Bolsonaro and 48% for Lula if the affected votes are invalidated. Mm. Um, so we'll see where this goes, but the, mili they, the military is going to get a hold of that source code. And this is where it's going to get very, very interesting. And, and here's why it's going to get very interesting, because if this is proven in Brazil. That's why this is in the world's interest, why Bernie Sanders is saying we sent the CIA down. It's in the entire world globalist interest to make sure that Brazil does not uh, open this up. Now, remember, both Bolsonaro, Lula and Bolsonaro widely used Twitter during their campaigns. Some Bolsonaro allies, including the most voted for candidate in the lower house of Con Con uh, Congress, Nicolas Fiera, had their accounts suspended by court orders after the second round uh, for questioning the election results. Yep. Court orders went to Twitter and said, take down the most voted for candidate in Brazil's lower house. Take down his account off of Twitter because he's questioning these election results. We can't have this happen. This is called covering up a crime scene. And I want you guys to be encouraged that there won't be any more. We are we are exposing these crime scenes. Amen. God is exposing these crime scenes. Brazil is a heavily intense country, uh, uh, heavily in, uh Christian country. Mm. They are praying. They are seeking God. And we are going to pray for uh, the results to be sound um, and for the truth to come out. All right. So uh, Anne says, let's face it, people. Deep State did that in Brazil. I hope they don't give up. I do not believe that the people are going to give up in Brazil at all. Yeah. I think that this is going to um, keep praying because I think that this is going to impact world elections. Yeah, there's a story I didn't quite get to, but the headline of this was the U.S. may have illegally interfered in the Hungarian election. Don't doubt it. Uh, U.S. interfering there in the Brazilian election. And that's why when we started our show today, we talked about Lebanon. Huh, poor Lebanon. They don't care about you right now. So they're not interfering in your election. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they don't care about you. All right. So we didn't quite get to our story on uh, South African President Rampuza's resignation, believed to be imminent over uh, a Farmgate scandal, but... He has uh, Rem, uh, Ramaphosa is asked to set, uh, to step down over a very bizarre uh, situation. That what was it, six hundred thousand yeah, in the couch, yeah. in the sofa, in what has become become known as Farmgate. Uh, Ramaphosa is alleged to have covered up a four million dollar theft from his Fala Fala farm in the northeast of the country in 2020. Some $580,000 of this was found beneath sofa cushions and allegations also include working with uh, Nambian authorities to apprehend, torture, and bribe the suspects. Mm. Uh, Ramaphosa staunchly denies the allegations and has not been charged with any crimes. He maintains that the cash was pro were, were proceeds from the sale of buffalo. <laughs> and he has confirmed that the uh, robbery took place but insists the amount stolen was smaller than, than alleged. And... Um, so, yeah, there was always those buffaloes. There. No, but this is really interesting. So, uh, Ramaphosa is going to have to resign. Well, he's saying he's not going to. Oh, okay. He should. He should, but... Because but... I would be really surprised. That would change everything in South Africa if well, that Well, I think there's another ANC crazy racist will take his spot. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. All right, you guys. I think that's the end of our show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um... This week, I don't know that we have any interviews, but Lee and I have some plans to do some kind of one-off story shows. We have one. We do? Mm-hmm. Who we got? Oh, that's next week. 
That's next okay. week. Yeah, I don't think we have any interviews scheduled for this week, but we do have, um, we're, we're trying to open up so that we can cover more breaking news as it happens for you guys. Yes. So we're trying to open up our schedule for that, but don't worry, we will continue to have interviews. We've got some already scheduled and on the books, but um, I, Lee and I really want to get back to being able to bring you guys breaking news and our schedule hasn't afforded that um, because we've been doing so many interviews. So we're going to see, so pray for us as we move into that season. Speaking of the season, it is the season of Christmas. And I can't think of any better way to witness to your liberal friends than buying them things from MyPillow. Yeah. Seriously, I want you guys to go to MyPillow.com forward slash RC. Use promo code RC. Go to MyStore.com. Use promo code RC. Get your liberal family members and friends like Secret Santa, we don't do Santa around here, just for everybody to know. We do not celebrate Santa at all. But if you do have an office Secret Santa and you got to buy a gift, get him a subscription to the My Coffee. Why not? This sounds like an excellent witnessing tool. Get or him a My Pillow. Find out their slipper size. Get him some get slippers. Them this. I'm telling you what, they cannot. They won't resist. They won't be able to resist. They will them. not be able to resist the They're, slippers. They, literally, they will laugh and say, I'm wearing these slippers to work, man. I have to. I have to. Exactly. So I'm telling you what, right now, the slippers, they are having their slipper sale right now. $49.98. That's $90 off. They are literally worth the original price. I'm telling you. I know that Absolutely. every single time I wear them, you can wear them outside. They have a solid bottom. They are soft and squishy inside oh my gosh or get them on my pillow get them on my pillow every time they lay their head uh to sleep at night they will have to be dreaming of mike lindell and election integrity that's all that's all that will happen or the power of god will hit them i don't know this is what you need to do we have to support patriot businesses this is the time during this season like P patriot gallery was saying in the chat that's our mom she's like no more china stuff if you want to guarantee that your stuff is not made in China, buy from Patriot Businesses and support Mike Lindell. Yeah. Like, seriously, there's this is an absolute no-brainer. Now, I have to tell you something. Our friends, um, Joy and Matt there, have a show, Sparrow Pictures, S-P-E-R-O Pictures on Rumble, Sparrow Pictures. They have made their own MyPillow commercial. Oh, wow. I'm not going to tell you to not use their promo code, uh -huh. but you can use our promo code but go and watch their commercial it's the best thing i've you ever have seen to bring it up you have, now i have to watch it okay you really want to see it i do it is the best thing on the planet okay so, so we're gonna pull up sparrow pictures they're doing a show now which i'm so excited about they're like legit because they're filmmakers right they made uh the trump i know they did um the reawaken series all right so here's their channel You know. like to infuse a little hope, life, and entertainment. Enjoy! Into your day. That's not So like grab it. your beverage of choice and some popcorn because the show starts now. Okay. D did you know that MyPillow actually has way more than just pillows? I mean, of course, they have pillows, but they also have blankets, slippers, towels, Travel pillows, dog blankets, <laughs> mattresses, sheets, and even more pillows. So to check out all of the things that they have over there, go to SpiroPillow.com and you'll get 66% off of your order today. But make sure that you use the promo code Spiro. I just oh, we interrupt this so regular no, podcast. No, I want to show you their show. Wait, 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 w
Like what a they have a whole setup. awesome setup and studio with like where's our popcorn machine? I want to know in the background. I just love Mountain Joy so much, so I want to encourage you guys to go and subscribe to their channel on Rumble and watch their shows and love 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 their wow. uh my pillow commercial there um you don't you can totally use their promo code because they did an awesome That's job on the commercial. Awesome. I'm like where why have we not made a commercial for my pillow yet? We like, kind of have but it's not like a funny nothing one. Nothing like you that. You did like a whole 45 minute unveiling 45 seconds. of your mattress. Yeah, I mean that was amazing. So your new flannel sheets. But I can't really comp- I'm not jealous. No, I'm totally jealous. But I'm not like Sad on no, myself because, because I'm not a filmmaker. Code RC too, but I'm not. What I mean is I'm no, not they sad legit on myself. Make films. That's, That's what, what he they does. Do. Okay, he's a movie maker. Yeah. That's what they do. So I'm not like, oh, I didn't make a really f- fun commercial because that's just what they do. Yeah. So super fun there. Go and support them. Subscribe to Sparrow Pictures. All right, you guys. I think that's it for. Oh, um, don't forget. Oh, Organic yeah, yeah. Body Essentials, Vicky Natali. This is their Flawless Face Serum. I am Michelle and I have been using every that. Every week I'm going to show you my lack of crow's feet. What, there you go. Look at them. Look, it's, not, it's gone. I was, I was kind of having a, a mild, I'm not at my midlife crisis yet. I'm not there, but I was having this like, look at these crow's feet. So a lot of times it's nutrition. Yeah. And your body's just hungry for stuff. Also things it's fell off your face. It, yeah, I had some uh, spots that literally fell off of my face from using that. So I've been using it every day. They also have this Elite Elixir. So we're getting on the, um, That's, the cold and flu season. Yeah. This is, you're, you're, you know about elderberry syrup, right? This is essentially that times like a million. So if you get sick or you've been around elderberry, somebody that's sick. Elderberry, cat's claw, oregano oil, self-heal, zinc, ashwagandha, bilberry, bosonet. Colonial silver, fennel, frankincense. So this, if you get sick, you just you 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 just knock it in the head with the elite elixir. With the elite yeah. elixir. Last but not least, though, and I've been telling you guys that I'm just going to keep telling you every single show, the CBD tincture that I've been using, and I've got to the point where I can just use it as needed, and legit, it's better than an aspirin like a million times. And I know that it's actually good for my body. And it's, so to have this, lubricating all those to ha- so. To have something that helps me with my hip, and I can I can tell instantly when it's about to flare up, I go and take this. I was against CBD everything for the longest time, so this is a really big deal for Leah and I to even tell you, but it works. Well, Vicky prays over it. And Vicky prays over everything. God has given her these recipes. We're hopefully going to have her on the show this week. We, that may be one interview that we will do, but go to organicbodyessentials.com. Yep. Use promo code RC and uh, and get everything that you can for your family members from Patriot businesses. It's important that we switch over to this parallel uh, Patriot economy and get rid of the Chinese garbage, right? And so Grizz agrees. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. Excellent show today if it's the truth. We will see you guys next Friday or this coming Friday. We haven't decided because Christmas is on Sundays. So um, we don't know what we're going to do as far as doing a Sunday show. Probably uh, New Year's Day we will do a show for sure. We're not sure about Christmas Day yet um, or not. You guys hopefully will be spending time with your family on Christmas Day. But keep a lookout for that. Um, And we will see you on Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every week where we cover our weekly roundup of news. And also on America's Voice.News every Wednesday morning at 8.40 a.m. with Ed Henry and Karen Turk. And we will see you guys later. We love you. God bless.
inside.